You are listening to the podcast that's basically a book club. Welcome to the Book Leggers. Let's get into it. Welcome to Book Beards and Brews, a two guys podcast. And hopefully that's not a working title. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've kind of made some stuff about it now. There, there's yeah, there's been and by we he means him, but uh, <laughs> uh future listeners, there's been a, a lot of debate uh over over the names. There's a big list. I hate uh, my work life, so I've been putting a lot of effort into this. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we all need a distraction. So pretty exciting stuff. Uh real quick, wanna just take a take note, take mention. We totally overlooked the elder stewards role coming up yeah yeah we, we did we did we did but we'll get to all that. that said i think it's pretty important to note that there will be spoilers in this episode pretty big ones the whole premise of the show does have spoilers but this is the spoiler episode yeah so Back to Dark Rise. This is going to be part two of Two Guys, One Sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, we left off at chapter 23. Okay. And I don't know about you, but I felt pretty confident about our predictions. Oh, I I felt very confident. I was thinking, you know, leaving, leaving that call, I was like, you know what? Me and Fleck, we are some fucking educated, well-read guys. Like, we... Yes. We, we could write our own book. Yeah, we, we we totally know where this is going. We did not. And then like two chat what, like chapter twenty-five, I think everything got fucked. I think it was yeah. like straight out of chapter twenty-three, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but it was it was pretty sick though. So I guess our format for today is where we might go through it with chapters kind of and just taking some notes. Mm-hmm. And we'll go from there. But I think the big takeaway from all this is that the most correct fucking prediction we had was one of our jokes. That there basically is a dark unicorn smoking cigarettes and (laughs) fucking living in the city. (laughs) (laughs) And who would have thought? Uh, Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, I when we we came up to Devin's role, I was like, "This guy's getting a lot of screen time right now." I'm not liking that. I know. Yep. <laughs> and like, I just thinking about it now, it's incredible how Devin is very nonchalantly introduced, right? Like he just kind of happens to be, yeah, at Violet's house when she's there, and that's kind of, and that's it, you know? Yeah, and then that's it. That's where Devin comes out. It. But and then you know they foreshadow a little bit when you know Will's talking about how Devin knew him and you know when he was at the ivory shop and and he knew who he was dealing with like which is pretty wild. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But chapter twenty three, so we're going back to Simon's mansion. We're trying to get Catherine to uh, let them in. Basically, I thought it was pretty good because. It, it started to show that there's this like pull between him and Catherine and that Catherine seems to be an equivalent part of him. And so like my questions, I was like, so this mean Catherine's part of like the world? Like, is she reborn? You know, like what is happening here? That was where I was kind of at, at that moment in time. 
Right. And I was kind of there too, you know, when I stupidly thought they, when they kiss. Oh yeah. Uh, and the, the tree lights up. Yeah. It's like, Oh, Will's got his power. Yeah. Will's got his power. So cool. Like he just, he just needed to get bricked up real quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, Just a little bricked up. And and my man can do magic now, but, uh, again, wrong, wrong as fuck. Yeah. And then the other thing is that I was expecting either Will or Violet to just like bonk the fuck out of Catherine at the end of this. Like you're coming with us, you know, too much. Like at the end of that that scene, uh, at, at the end of the scene, you know, when she's like not gonna let him in, she's like kind of worried about who they are. They're like slandering her husband, and mm-hmm. excuse me, fiance. They're not fiance, yet. yeah, fiance. And you know, she's was like, she's not gonna tell. <laughs> she won't tell him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. A, you know, we got a really important part of our show. We're not a good, oh. not a good second episode. Oh. Yeah, we're doing great. It's okay. We're getting. Yeah, what are you, What are you drinking? I am on my last, um, my last same same thing I was drinking last week. The creature comforts. Tropicalia. Cut the check. Uh, cut the check. Uh, but yeah, we we need to have a conversation. Creature comforts. If you're listening to this, uh, send more beer, please. Send beer. Place. I am out. What are you, are you drinking? Some sort of bougie thing that you? No, no. I figured I would made. do do your route. I went local. I went uh, mm-hmm. Devil's Backbone Brewing Company. They're Ooh. Virginia. I mean, Virginia's a big state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's their eight point Indian Pale Ale. Ooh. And drinking a little IPA. I'm being a IPA guy. Uh, they're from Lexington, Virginia. And um, and if you didn't know, beer contains wheat, and they have a warning on it. This contains wheat. <laughs> <laughs> it does yes yeah like the grain the grains and the wheats and all that the malts huh. all that good stuff but anyway oh, wait, yeah you, i i figured i'd go with the craft beer. wheat or weed oh wheat okay that, yeah. i think devil's backbone it's either devil's backbone or somebody else here though it does have a 420 strain ipa hey. and uh it tastes it does taste like weed not that i would know what that's like <laughs> I ain't never had the devil's grass. I've never had the devil's lettuce. I'm a Southern Baptist. <laughs> no, I just get drug tested like once a fucking month. Yeah, no, you gotta love that. Uh, apparently, uh, the stoners are winning. They're doing less drug testing now than they've ever done. Not for me, so, though. Which, well, yeah, we well, but they're worried about like opioids for you guys. Well, they're worried about everything. Yeah, and they're like, is this person taking random things? For the record, listeners, like, I'm not on parole or anything. I'm just in the medical field. <laughs> so, He's a wanted criminal doing a I don't, I don't have to, like, book blow into my steering wheel to turn my fucking car on. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have to do any of that. So, uh, But, yeah, no. So, we definitely fucked that part of the episode up, but whatever. So, chapter 24, I think, is where... Literally all of our predictions went wrong. Just went to shit. Um, obviously, they were very unsuccessful at convincing Catherine to let them in. So they go back to the Hall of the Stewards, and one of the guards is just standing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, kudos, because I knew exactly what was happening. But at the same time, I was really fucking pissed. I was like, they were all getting ready to geared up and go, and they did not get to even go. No. So and I kind of like I feel like Will almost kind of evolved. I don't know if that's the right word. Evolved as a character in that like that scene that you're talking about when they seen. I think it's Leda 
that's like sitting outside yes. the the archway and like violet and cyprian i think both think like they're like huh that's weird like she's just kind of like sitting there but like yes. will from his past trauma is like oh shit this ain't good she did yeah um, she moved it. she a little too still and uh, just just as a quick recap, uh, our predictions for kind of how the end all be all would be was something along the lines of they were going to somehow go and confront Simon and there's going to be this big fight. And I think we predicted that like justice would die and Marcus would die and Marcus and like one other person. Yeah, but like uh, the fight was going towards Simon. Right. They, they were going to get to Simon's house or wherever they wanted to have that fight. And yeah, boy. Did that go? I, I mean, yeah, I was sh- shocked. I've literally killed the entire stewards, all of them. Besides the two, um, I forget their names. Janissaries. The, the two blue ones. Yeah, Sarah and, and what's the other one's name? Yeah, I don't know. Let me look at the book. I don't like. I don't like Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, Sarah was the one that was like definitely had PTSD. Oh yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> It 100% was like, I am going crazy now, like Red Dawn style. Um, Where is their name? I'm not a good podcast, apparently. I need to start taking more notes. Me too. Or at least better notes. Because I only took them about Violet and Will. Yeah. Okay, but but to be honest, they stole the, the limelight, uh, I think, at the ending of the Well, book. I mean, they are kind of the protagonists. They're, so they're also the only two people of, alive, you know, pretty yeah. much. Uh, while you're looking that up, I just want to talk about how we, me and you had a had an off podcast chat about this a little bit because we couldn't contain it. But I think we were both upset that you know I, I really appreciated that twist, right, of the, yeah. the hall being attacked and all that. But yeah, I, I really wish that we could have gotten Justice's POV or yes, somebody actually- just just a a breakaway chapter. Yeah, of- no, I I really wish that we would have gotten the shadow fight. Right. from justice now what i think happens is like with the inferring of how justice ends up going down and being like the best and like tiring the shadow out i think it does set up kind of like the high stakes yeah for when violet ultimately faces a shadow king mm-hmm. however i think i really would have liked to see justice like being like shit i gotta do this and like this 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 right. and like trying to talk to marcus and all that good stuff Right, because, yeah, that's about how I would imagine, you know, Justice, while fighting Marcus, trying to coax, you know. Yeah, see if there is anything left in there, yeah. Right. Even just to, like, just to, which obviously it is resolved. In my head, I feel like Justice would have died happy in a weird way because he knew, like, in my mind, Justice doesn't die until, like, he holds on long enough until the Elder Stewart kills Marcus. Yeah, that's and it's pretty that, badass, and that kind happens. of relieves justice, right? He he sent his friend. I don't, they don't call it heaven; they have somewhere, but right. He he yeah, took he, his he's, he's taking him away from the dark side of the shadows right. and into the light, or whatever they say. No, I think that that's how I also envisioned it happening. To be honest, I think there was it was kind of nice because there was a little bit of creativity that you could have as the reader, mm-hmm. and then it totally makes you realize because like the elder steward seemed perfect, you know, like she seems. Perfect. And I've never thought yeah. once while reading the damn book that the Elder Steward would have a really powerful shadow in her. 
Like, right. but I mean, obviously that makes sense because it makes total sense. I'm but kinda, I never thought about it. I'm kind of mad that yeah, neither of us thought about it because yeah. e- like even after they're like yeah, you like drink from the cup, you know, you turn into a shadow eventually. I'm like, like if you're that him. old, you're fine. You right. know, like you clearly won. Right. And then thinking back to like all the little hints, like, you know, when she's with Will and like the, he's like, pretty sure that yeah. candlestick just like fell through her hand. Yeah. No. But no um, way. No uh, way. Yeah. No, we didn't even fucking see it. Mm-mm. I know. We were both, we were both kind of not upset, but upset that our predictions were so wrong. Yeah. But at the same time, they were they were good twists. They weren't like also unexpected twists. Like they, uh, yeah. they weren't like it wasn't unbelievable. Right. But I like yeah. it because I feel like our predictions in a way were uh, kind of stereotypical almost. Like that's kind of how your stereotypical adventure book like this would end. Yeah, no, it was, it was we, fight. Were, we were very basic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, very basic. I really like this chapter. I hated it all at the same time. I think that Will at this chapter becomes more of a leader. Yes. Which I then think is immediately thrown into the fire in a couple chapters later. Yes. Uh, and then I, my main comment I made was, I was like, RIP to the lost ones. Because we've spent a lot of time with the stewards. And we have the horses even fucking died like, i know that's yeah. fucked like you, was, you you went out of your way to do that you know yeah. like like you, you did that first and then the favorite horse people i forget what her name was but you know she she died protecting the horses it was mm-hmm. very sad um so yeah r.i.p to all the lost stewards i'm gonna pour one out right now <laughs> <laughs> but then chapter 25 this is when we learn that shadow on shadow combat seems to be the solution. Mm-hmm. Totally, I, yeah. And this is where I make my note. I was like, I love how we totally overlooked uh, the elder steward being dead. Yep. <laughs> and I don't know why I thought any other steward but Copernicus would be alive. Cyprian um, <laughs> <laughs> was like, or I definitely <laughs> thought he was going to die. Say Cyprian. Cyprian. Just say it wrong the whole time. <laughs> I thought I, I definitely thought he was dying, but I like where he's positioned to at the end of the book because now it's sort of like the last of the stewards, and he doesn't have a taking timer on him, and we get right. to see how the new side of light is going to be going against the new side of dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that there was a bombshell dropped in this chapter, and that was like Violet's parents. Yeah, so, bro. Yeah, like did. Did her dad plan that, or was I that think just it was like planned? But the, they call them the bright lions of India, so it's almost like they were lions that fight for the light, right? Like that's what, that's how I um, that's how I interpreted that. Oh, I kind of I kind of interpreted it as like brains over bronze, kind of uh, like, like, sm- like she has the body of the the regal lions of England and the brains of, of the right, yeah. No, that, that's a good way to interpret that, too. I think both are pretty good. Um, and also, which, again, in hindsight, I think the Elder Stewart kind of knew what who Will really was. The whole time. The whole time, because, right, what were her last words to him were like, when the time comes to make your choice, you know, yes. I just hope that you make the right one. Yes, so, and hmm. that's exactly what it was. And And then going back... I think like like she obviously knew with everything she's told Will, I feel like from the beginning. But 
There's obviously a couple twists in there when we talk about Will. Once we learn how Will's mother scene actually went down. Oh, yeah, that and was kind of kind of brings up a point that Will is kind of a um, what's the word I'm looking for a a shitty protagonist. He is a untruthful protagonist. He can tell us some lies, and we'd oh, be yeah. like, "Oh yeah, totally fine, perfect." And mm-hmm. then he would go and do his own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was really cool because when he starts to leave, Elizabeth is like calling him out on his bullshit. The little sister of Catherine. Mm-hmm. And you kind of start to tell that, like, oh yeah, like Will definitely is not telling the truth at all about anything. I mm-hmm. like, I know where we're heading right now, but Will just got caught out on this bullshit for the first time. And it, and it's almost kind of like he has these like two personalities, right? Like he's yes. like his kind of his normal one that he lets people see is like you know stereotypical seventeen year old that's Little got moody. like some issues, <laughs> yeah, but then. Moody. But then he just like turns into this almost like omniscient kind of character where he just kind of turns a switch and now he just kind of knows everything. And yeah, bro, that <laughs> that scene pissed me off because I was really after like chapter 24, 25, like the book just like takes off and it's just yeah. like it's just going. And, and I immediately knew I was like, God damn it, we're not going to get any conclusion that we want right now. Right, and then there's just this 10-year-old girl that won't let him get on his horse. And uh, she's just like, stopping him immediately. Like, let him go. <laughs> let him go. And I really appreciate the dick move that Will pulls. And is like, listen, <laughs> if I you don't move out of your way, <laughs> I'm going to tell people that your sister ran away unchaperoned. <laughs> yes. To meet up with word. a boy. <laughs> the big C like, word. <gasps> You wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't. But but it's like also goes to show you because Elizabeth obviously is playing a bigger part in the book than we thought she would. Mm-hmm. She's pretty smart too for being ten. She so. is. She's still real annoying. She's almost like I don't know. Have you ever seen the Polar Express? I mean, I've seen it. I, I don't remember it. You don't remember that nerdy kid with the glasses that's on the train? Oh yeah, yeah. That guy. That that that's the kind of vibes that. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I'm not ready for Elizabeth to have a main role. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be tough. But yeah, so the whole time this is happening, and we're talking, learning about the Elder Steward and all these people have died. They're you know basically trying to bury everybody. I was like, nobody's checked on James. Mm-hmm. They make it look like James gets rescued. Yep, they make it, yeah, make it look like Simon. Yeah, has has totally gotten him. But I like that we imply because because it implied that Simon's men came in after, right? Um, and so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I think that that was like where it's we're we're not being told all the information. I really just think it was the shadows, the shadow, the shadow that in. just came in, and yeah, and, and I don't think there were many men, but they did they did take the the artifacts. So I, I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I, I feel like it was kind of like a yeah, like send the send the shadow in, he kills everything, and then, and then send the send the men in and to then, yeah. take the raid, stuff. Yeah. Raid and loot. Right. Yeah, no, I, I guess that's definitely the way it happened. And then we go to chapter twenty six, which is a big one because this is where I wrote it's at this point I can officially say how wrong I was. Mm-hmm. Devin being so old and a unicorn, I wasn't expecting the unicorns to be people. Right. And I don't really think that we got the accurate description of Devin when he first is in Violet's house. 
Well, they like, I mean, thinking about it, note how he always has a hat on. And even if he takes his hat off, he He's still that. has that bandana yeah. on his forehead. But yeah, yeah, which, which, I, how much would that suck living in London? And you're like, if people find out what I am, I'm dead immediately. Right. Yeah. The irony of where he works, right? Oh, yeah. Their whole business is to butcher elephants and take their tusks. And he. They've made many animals go extinct. Right. And, yeah. and here he is, the last survivor of his species that was held down and had his fucking horn sawed off. By the stewards. Yep. And yeah, it makes for like a very interesting background story because it's like, yeah, I get kind of why you are on the side of the Shadow King. Yeah, but also, I don't, I feel like, I kind of feel like in book two, like, I think he has his own agenda. I think Devin has his own plan. Yes, Yes. he's working on, he's on the Shadow King's side, but I, I don't think he's for them you know i think he's i think he hates them both yes at the end of the day he wants magical beings to be in control again yes and so i think that that is what's turning him Mm -hmm. towards that side however his familiarity with will is a bit alarming (laughs) yeah yeah one more thing. I also kind of appreciated how, you know, here's Violet like beating the shit out of a unicorn and then oh, figures yeah, out yeah, that he's... I totally forgot about that. And then she like figures out that he's a unicorn and she's like, ah, I don't I don't really know what to do now. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm not going to beat the shit out of you, but I want to very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot, that, I forgot that we find leave. that out because Violet goes off on her little um... Mm-hmm. Her little, I guess we'll, we'll call it a little war, because she's just mm-hmm. so pissed off about justice and the stewards. Then, you know, when she starts hearing like the stewards have done to him and what the shadow armies have done to the stewards, she's very conflicted. And is that, does the chapter end there or does Devin, is Devin's POV in that chapter? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, that's the chapter? POV of Devin. And, and yeah. I think it might go to 27 too. That's when he ends up killing the shopkeeper. Right. Who like cares about him, clearly. But mm-hmm. apparently it's known that he's a unicorn the whole time. Right. Which was a little weird to me because I was like, I feel like I feel like it was just a plot point. I have no idea why he killed him though. It sounded yeah, like I Yeah. I mean, maybe like my only thought is that maybe you know, that's kinda he had to work for him to to get in with Simon. And you know, now that events have you know shaped out the way that they had, he doesn't really he doesn't need him anymore oh, yeah so he's anymore, just kind of yeah. he's killing them because all he did was butcher animals yeah no i i think you're yeah that's definitely the way to think about it because clearly he has been playing a game there everyone here is playing a game yes and it's just his turn to kind of activate his allegiance because he's going to be joining will it sounds like yeah yeah which i guess that's a spoiler uh we'll, we'll be getting to that shortly um, the the crazy thing about chapter twenty seven though, in with everything that happened, is I was like, I could as the page numbers were dwindling, we were like getting really close to the end. Um, I don't know about you, but I was like, because I was just like, damn it, I know that this is not going the way that I want it to go. Right. And like, I well, we're not there yet. We're not on that chapter yet. But no, it's. 
he, you know, you, you made a very good point earlier of like, it, Will's kind of been lying to us. Like, it seems like, like we've been left out on a lot of Will's character development because yes. he won't tell us. Yeah, like he's, he's, he's become like a very unreliable protagonist. Right. But I like that. That's kind of refreshing. I can't remember a book that I've read like that. Work. Yeah, especially in like the fantasy genre. Yeah, like I feel like they you don't really have unreliable protagonists. You have like unreliable like antagonists or like characters that are like we'll help you for now, right? But not necessarily the direct viewpoint that you're like basically bringing the whole story into. So I I think it's really nice. I th- I think the way she had, she's done the ending to this, even though it's was, was wrong, was genius. It was very genius. Absolutely, and I incredible. I still think this is a five-star Goodreads book. I don't know why people have rated it less. I know. Um, also, can we talk about that parents review? They definitely said that there was sex in here. Yes, I mean, there I was mean, like a BJ, that kind of, yeah, but like... But not really. I mean, he was just really. kind of like laying in between his legs. Yeah, no. So the, the, the Christian conservative parents really need to chill. <laughs> and just fucking relax. Let it be known that this podcast is a friend of the LGBTQ plus yes. community. Yes. But yeah, so I mean obviously there's sexual tension and there's method mentions of like going mm-hmm. to bed with and stuff. But I didn't think it would it deserved that. I thought it was really tastefully done. Yes. And if you're a young adult, this is you know it's a, it's spicy, but there's obviously spicier out there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so then twenty seven is where we learn about the collar for for James, the choker. Yeah. The reason why I kind of brought up the sex thing is because this is where a lot of the sexual tension comes in. Yeah. And basically we learn that James wasn't even the betrayer. No. It's that the Shadow King basically created a collar for him to do whatever he wanted and utilize his power and turn with him. So it really makes me want more of James' backstory as to like why. So I think what he did was he wanted to go and find the collar and that's why he kind of switched to Simon's. And he did say that Simon's dad treated him really well right. and raised him. And so I, I get that. But I definitely want more of James's backstory uh, yeah. in the next book. I really I, I want to know what happens at the in the Hall of the Stewards. Like what yeah, to make him run away and right. to make him go to the bad side and right. And knowing her, it would probably be really cool the way she would do it. it yeah. Something better than what I could even like, imagine. Like really cool and really traumatizing. Mm. And enough for James to be like, yeah, I, I got to get the fuck out. But also like how, which I mean, how are they supposed to know? I don't know. But like, well, I think once he could start to do magic, because remember, they're like, oh, nobody can do magic, but blood of the lady. Or if you're like three quarters shadow, I guess. That's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they they leave that out in the front fine print. Oh, the um. So I guess once you started to be able to do magic, they're like, oh yeah, this is this is the betrayer. We got to get him out. Mm. But come to find out, you know, he didn't really betray them, and and the Shadow King and Will starts to talk about it a little too familiar about how the Shadow King is making it so everybody seems like they think they have control, but right. it's really been him the whole time, right? And that it's the Shadow King is like, no, I let like I let you use the cup to turn into shadows. I've right. brought the collar so that way you can try and find it. Like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then we learn basically everything that it that 
he was making him do, and they're it sounded to me like they were having some threesomes. The lady, Shadow King, and James. <laughs> yeah, the 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 Shadow King. Oh, like well, he's freaky. Got a, yeah, he's he's some sort of weird sadist kind of guy. He, like he's that's a little just, down bad for for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, because it's like obviously, so you're like having I'm assuming consensual sex with the lady, but then you have James who you're technically raping because you have the collar on him. Yeah, and then ugh, it's not a yeah, not a preset. No, but I huge huge respect to Will. And oh yeah, because he gives him the collar, right? And he just and everybody else is like, "Oh, we're using it for sure." Like I, I thought, I was like, "Hell yeah!" Like put that collar on. <laughs> like let, let's get the fucking work. Yes. Um, but and then even like when you know Cyprian's getting all mad, you like you let him like walk away, and Will like smacks him with like, "This is just like the cup." Like yeah, and then he just shuts up completely. Right. He's like, "No, no, it's not." And Will's like, "You, you, you know it is." Like, look at. <laughs> Whatever, Godier. Look at that fucking yeah, yeah, guy. Look, look at the guy. He's <laughs> hollowed out from the inside. He's over there, sh- blind, shriveling on the floor, <laughs> muttering like, to himself. Should have been mine. <laughs> Should have been mine. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Uh, do you know what? I kind of got like vibes in my mind. This is just totally because I was reading. I've read another book. Um, but the Night Angel trilogy. Remember the earrings that get put on the one girl, and she has to like focus on like controlling it. Mm-hmm. Um. I was like, oh, maybe it'll be like that situation with the collar. Mm. And then like I got like a sentence in and I was like, nope, not nope, that situation. Not, not, like, not like that at all. Not like that at all. Uh, which, shout out to the Night Angel trilogy because that was like one of my most important books I ever read in high school. Yes, very um, good books. Good books. I'm glad that James got released basically. And I'm thinking like when I was reading the book, I was like, well, so this pretty much means James is going to like help them out. Like it, it kind of solidifies that. You know, like this is the first because, like, the whole big thing is like Will's like I've never been given a chance. Like, I finally been giving a chance. Big fan of it. I'm gonna give James a chance, right? And so here I am thinking that James would be playing uh, a big kind of factor into the final boss fight. We'll call it, but he didn't. He didn't. No. He shows up at a he little bit up. later. Mm-hmm. Crap! I had a thought. What was I gonna say? Oh, sorry. Oh, you're fine. Well, this is uh, when Catherine ends up coming back. That was a, yeah. Yeah, because they get back from this excursion. And there's and Catherine. Catherine and Elizabeth are waiting for them soaking wet. Um, <laughs> and Will's like, I'm going to move mountains for this woman. And he does. He, he gets her to come in. Copernicus lets her in. <laughs> and <laughs> Jesus, I can't even say it. Can you say it? Cyprian? Cyprian. <laughs> Cyprian lets him lets her in and he kind of breaks like the first idea of the old stewards basically saying like right. only those with blood can enter he's turning it into a refuge and I think that that's huge yes because clearly he's now in control of what the organization stands for and I think that that was like a really good step for him as a character because you're mm-hmm. real because like you start hating him in the beginning and right. you can't help but root for the guy now yeah, you do. I mean, he won a lot of points. A when he let Violet and Will out, but then B when yeah he was like when they they're like hey you're like drink from the cup like let's go fight Simon. He's like no you fucking idiots like what? no why would I do that no and then he it it continues. It's not like it's a one off you know because like what we said with James and the collar like he realizes that if you blindly follow these things like there are 
you know, there's these negatives to it. Right. And ultimately, I think that that's going to really show in book two. And I, I'm pretty pumped for him as a character mm-hmm. in book two. Which, if you would have asked me at like chapter 15 or whenever he comes in, if I'd been like, you're going to really want this guy to do good, I'd been like, fuck no. Yeah, fuck this guy. Beats so, up Will. Yeah, beats him up. Ironic, <laughs> ironically, for the right reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very ironic how that happens. Uh, meanwhile, like, Violet is basically becoming besties with him. Yeah. So, obviously, if he has Violet's approval, I'm all there. I'm, I'm there for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Catherine's back, and it shows a lot of things when she's there. They're still hiding out because Sarah and Elizabeth, or whatever her name is, they both have like PTSD. So they're in the guard tower and Catherine's like, Oh, where will we be sitting in your Royal court? And they're like in some pallets in a tower. It might get a little cold. Have fun. During that whole, from like her POV, I was like annoyed with her, but like proud of her at like the same time. You know, she has all these thoughts of, we didn't even make it into the actual castle. We're just sitting in the tower and, Look at this tea. This tea is gross. Yes. There's no place to change. I have to get these ladies to hold up, hold the sheet up so I can take my fucking corset off. Yeah. You you ran away from your serial killer husband and your thought was, ah, I better, I better tighten my corset real quick before, before we get going. Well, she, she's trying to look good for, for Will. Cause Will puts off that air. Remember? She was like, yeah. he looks like he's a Lord's son. And, you know, so she's thinking she's going to some lore mansion. But then, but she does mention that she's like, she feels like a connection toward the place, be it kind of wrong. And right. sort of like, this isn't how it's supposed to be. A connection nonetheless. So I think the thing that was really important here, though, is we finally learn how Violet feels about Will. And she's pretty jealous that Will's, you know, take, being attentive, like caring about Catherine, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I think that that was great because, like, the whole time I've been like wanting Violet to fall in love with the Will. I shipped that. However, obviously, with how the book ends, I think there's going to be a lot of problems there. A lot of issues, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then at this point in time, I write down that I was like, Will is definitely going to try and take this all on by himself. Yep. Yeah, and, after that conversation with Catherine, it's like, yeah, it's like, oh no, this dude's going regardless of what anybody says here. And then this is where, you know, Elizabeth is tries to, you know, stop him and the defamation argument happened. And it was at this moment where I was like, Will is 100% the Dark King. Really? You thought that then? I was like 100% because like the way he's like monologuing to himself where he's Mm -hmm. like, where he finally becomes like a reliable narrator. Like he's like telling his perspective is, I know what I need to do. I know that it wasn't me, you know, like all this stuff. At this point in time, I was like, it's got to be this way. Like, it has to be. Mm-hmm. And now I guess we could talk about it because it's a giant fucking spoiler. I think this is definitely like the best fucking chapter going into this. Oh, yeah. Um, it's because I, I thought the boss fight was a little lacking. Mm-hmm. In comparison to like the big reveals we get when he is fighting the remnants when he's going back, right? But Will has decided, you know, he's figured out that she needs that Simon needs the blood of the lady, mm-hmm. and he knows that there's been enough blood spilled at where his mom died, who is blood of the lady, mm-hmm. and so you know 
Cyperian and Violet are <laughs> are talking about protecting him, are talking about running, like getting him away. If they just keep on running, nothing will happen. And Will has already put it in his head. He's like, I already know that there's enough blood on the ground back at my old old digs, my old yeah. house, that we'll be fine. So Will decides to go and confront Simon. Yeah, which which I respect, which I'm not as smart as you. I didn't really I mean I picked up on the kind of the vibe that yeah, obviously Will had like figured out something about himself. But mm-hmm. I mean I didn't think that he I didn't think that he was gonna be the Dark King reborn. But I mean I, I respect it, right? Like he does care about Cyprian and Violet and I mean he knows that if they all run, like they're they're just gonna get caught. And yeah, I think he's very all gonna die. Right. But yeah, I can we just talk about this might be skipping ahead a little bit. A just the the tease that we didn't realize that I think like I th- we talked about in the first episode how yeah on the cover Will is wearing the um yeah the steward's uniform <laughs> but there's something off about it and it's because he's wearing the fucking <laughs> the armor that he kills from he takes from the remnants yeah no we totally overlooked that and I I have no idea because like I think we're both pretty smart guys mm-hmm. I when I realized. So, so when he goes back, you know, he finds some Simon's men. He lures them away. They're talking about it. They're like, it's going to find us. Like, we got to go. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be here soon. And lo and behold, it's a remnant. And Will finds it. And then when it picks Will up with the gauntlet and holds him up and he doesn't die. Instead, mm-hmm. he has, like, the flashback. Mm-hmm. And the full being that used to wear the whole armor like acknowledges who he is mm-hmm. and puts him down in like the dream world that he's yep. in. Yep. And I was like, oh shit, I am so right on this dark king being Will. I'm pretty pumped. Um and then when he stabs the remnant, even the remnant's like surprised, like, oh mm. fuck, what happened? <laughs> hey, you're supposed to die. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm so lost. Uh, and I'm now dead, dead. And just and like so, the yes, fact, then- like, Will starts exuding from like that moment when he realizes that, like, oh, yep, now I know who I am. I can't, these things can't kill me. The just the big dick energy starts you know, coming out. It's like, a lot of big dick energy. He, he like, goes and hunts down the other two, <laughs> the other yeah. two remnants. He's like, this will be fine. And, then, and, and like, then even when he confronts Simon, he's like, I've never killed anything until today. It was easy. Bro, like, that, like, that dialogue was fucking incredible. Like, the part where he was like, essentially, obviously, it was well more well written than this, but he was like, I kissed your bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much. Like, yeah, you fucking did, Will. Yeah, he's like, pretty much gloating in front of him. Like, you think you're blood of the fucking Shadow King? Like, I am. I am the Shadow King. And and can we talk about the sword? Because, like, I, the I sword didn't... is so badass in a way that I feel like it can't even be described. Because it's like one of those, like, fucking items that when like it opens it's basically like a nuke if you have the blood of the dark king in you Mm -hmm. and just like burns and fucking fucks everything up so like that is so cool in my mind it's like because like you really can't even use it 
I don't even think Will could technically use it. It's just like he opens it, things die, and he's like, all right, time to walk away. Right, like, that's all I got. But, you know, which we, we talked about it, I didn't like the actual, it's not even a fight, Will just, like, stabs him in the chest. Mm. But I didn't like that. Like, I get that Simon is, like, rattled that, you know, obviously he thought him just opening, unsheathing the sword would, would kill Will. But, like, yes. you can still fucking use it as a sword to block... Yeah, well, I think, but but this is where I think she was really smart because remember when they put the belt on and whatever, the Mm -hmm. steward apprentices, Mm -hmm. and it's like tiring. It's like zapping of them. And they're like, the the older your blood, the easier it is on you. Right. And Simon is, he talks about how his bloodline has been trickled down through humans, but he still is. So it's like, I think to him, like the, the act of like pulling it out and unleashing it. Is exhausting. Yeah. I think it's like he just deadlifted like a fucking truck. <laughs> like he definitely is is done. Right. In my mind. And I think that's why Will's able to just kind of do what he does, even though I was hoping it would be more badass. Simon could like turn into like some witch king type thing and kind of mm-hmm. go ham for a little bit. Or I was mm-hmm. hoping that the other thing that would happen would be like Will would be like command him into like pretty much obedience mm-hmm. and like keep him around. Ooh. I think it all saves up because our girl Violet's got the fight that's like the big game changer. Yeah. And and not necessarily Will, because Will's fight is sort of like a descent into darkness. Because after his fight with Simon, where he stabs him and pretty much is like, I'm daddy. Uh you're just like my great 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 grandson, and I don't give a fuck about you. Right. Catherine appears and she's obviously terrified you yeah. know in her mind like will is a boy that's very hot and she's like all about it mm-hmm. and he just killed somebody and basically lets it slip she's like uh he's like oh no i'm the shadow king the guy that i've been warning you about the whole time yeah i've been telling you how horrible of a person yeah this guy is so like obviously i i didn't think it was stupid i didn't think it was like Catherine being like foolish or like her being like young and like new to the world i was like she basically listened to will what will's told her it's just unfortunate that will is the being that he's been who he is yeah and so she tries to grab the corrupted blade and it's so i think it's like very poetic because the whole time was like please please don't be the champion like let you quell the blood and like fucking kill me like i love you that much and uh it doesn't work no, it, it does not even a little bit and then at this point in time i wrote r.i.p to Catherine. she a real one yeah and w- what i let's talk about the foresight of whatever wills well not really wills mom had she's like i'm oh, gonna yeah. i'm gonna hide my actual daughters with these strangers but i'm gonna take so what i was kind of confused about the mom know what will was so yeah, so I think, but I don't know why she was raising him. Right, and that's so what I didn't get. I think it has to be like a compulsion thing because, uh, well, because like the way the way they say it at the end is James is like, oh, well, the Shadow King's like fated to love the lady, right? Like, not the lady is fated to love the Shadow King. Um, so I I don't think it's like that. I think it was like a either it was it was two things these are the first thing that it was either, either it was a plan where she was like i'm gonna raise this kid and maybe he won't be a fucking shadow king right or it was like i'm a racist kid and hopefully simon's men kill him <laughs> right. and and you kind of learn when she's like strangling him 
like, uh, trying yeah, to kill fucked. him and isn't able to. And, you know, she's like, promise me you won't hurt my daughters. And, you know, mm-hmm. little promises. And that's why the whole thing is so it's such a big deal when Catherine dies because he feels like he, he broke a promise. Because regardless right. of what she's done to him, she is still his mother in his eyes. Right. And I think that that's why we have a different Shadow King right now versus the Shadow mm-hmm. King that we uh, know about as this ruthless guy who's like, I'm going to fuck whoever I want. I'm going to take what land I want. Like, fuck it. And, and so, uh, what when, I want to know, like, who are who are Will's parents? Yeah, no, that is huge. I hope we find out in book two. And if mm-hmm. uh, our girls listening, please fucking let us know. Yeah, please, please tell us. <laughs> please tell us because I think that'll be pretty huge. Because I almost think it might be like some other blood of the lady. I still think that there's like a little bit of light in. Because now I'm reading into like the the cover like super hard. Because. Mm-hmm. The cover had a lot of spoilers without us even knowing. And so like he does have like light emanating from him, even though when you think about it, it's kind of stupid. Uh, His eyes are like pitch black and his hair is pitch black. So it's like "Ah!" a little bit of character foreshadowing. right Whereas whereas, like James is blonde haired and like light eyed. Yeah. Blonde haired, light eyed and hot. And real hot. hot. (laughs) So like that was something else. I, I'm thinking that that's going to be the direction she takes. I really hope. I've never actually like pined for a part two as much as I have, and I was like really pissed that we chose the newer book. I know. <laughs> so right? I was like, we got to fucking wait. Luckily, we only have to wait till fall 2022. Apparently, we'll see how that goes. Am I going to message her on Instagram a lot? Probably. <laughs> will that go well? Probably not. I totally will. I get blocked by the third one. <laughs> <laughs> So that that was like sort of like their our first conclusion yeah. into the Will's side of things. And we learn sort of his power is absolute towards the shadows and all that. Mm-hmm. Because the two shadow kings come to try and I'm not really sure what the whole point of that was, just besides showing that Will has control of them. But they're ready to like fucking kill everything. And Will's like, get back in the fucking stone. Like, go, go back in the rock. And they're like, huh, oh, dad. And then meanwhile, Devin the whole time is like gloating. He's like, I knew what you were before you even did. <laughs> and he like strolls up out of nowhere. And it's just like, you know, being a, a city unicorn mm-hmm. um, is like, whatever you want, my leash. And like pledges kind of to Will is like loyalty. Mm-hmm. Which he's totally trying to like Game of Thrones it. Like he's trying to manipulate the king like one hundred percent. Like you oh, are yeah. totally I, I feel like he one hundred percent has a has a plot. He has like a story. Oh, yeah, I'm so, yeah, yeah. De- Devin totally has his own agenda. Yeah. And and I'm sure that he might be kind of like our bad guy in in book two, maybe. Uh I don't I think, really know I, I think don't... Will's the bad guy in book two, if you want my honest opinion. Yeah, what what my here here's my prediction for the will saga, how it's going to turn out. I think he is going to try to do his best to be good. Like, you know, he doesn't want to be the dark King. We already, we know that, Yeah. but I think, you know, the old adage, the road to heaven or the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like I think through him trying not to be evil, he, I mean, he's going to be doing some evil. He's going to be doing some evil. Just like with Catherine, like he's like, Hey, don't pick up that sword. She's that like, kid. no, I got to pick up the sword because you said it's to play the champions. He's like, no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, like, well, okay, like, yeah, I did, but <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. So, like, I kind of thought about this. I was like, well, I wonder if, like, 
Because Catherine's blood of the lady, and I guess we mm-hmm. should fully announce that. And Elizabeth is blood of the lady. But it sounds like Elizabeth is just, in general, probably stronger. Yeah. So I wonder if, like, Elizabeth is the champion. That's what made me think. I, that's kind of well, where my I, mind I, went. I, I think the champion is out. Like, I don't think it's... I don't think the champion has to do with the blood of the lady. I th- yeah. I think that's I, I kind of want it to be Violet. No, I don't think it's Violet, because Violet, you know, is the lion, and she's got the, the shield. Of it's, it's probably going to fucking be Cyprian. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably. Um, I, I'm worried. I'm wor- It was at this point where I got really worried. I was like, Violet and Cyprian are going to have to kill Will. Yeah. And, like, they're going to be like, Violet's going to be like, why are you making me do this? And, um... I was gonna be like, I'm not making you do fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. I'm trying my goddamn hardest over here. But so it's at this point where the two Shadow Kings have been shoved back in the stone, and Devin's like, ah, well, it's too late anyway. Blood of the Lady's gonna die. Simon's already, um, you know, sent another Shadow King to deal mm-hmm. with the other one. Mm-hmm. And it's at Will, this point where Will says, like, a very simple but badass line. I know, it's like, I sent her a lion. It's like, oh, I sent her a lion. And it's like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, let's go. Did. And it's at that point where I was like, Will totally remembers, like, the fear that lions, like, used to give. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like Tom railing some dude with a poker stick. It's <laughs> like, I remember them back in my troops. Like, right. they are great. And that's where Violet really has her, like, final, like, the the actual, like, boss fight. Mm-hmm. You know, she gets beaten around a little bit, but she grabs, as we stated previously, grabs the shield, shield baby. of, of Rossalon. Yeah. And starts to realize, like, she's, you know, she's taking a couple hits. And I think it was, like, really well done the way she, that the fight scene goes. Because oh, yeah. she hasn't done well, but she's done good. Mm-hmm. She still, like, was reacting on instinct, though. And it shows just how much, like, she trained. And I like that. I like that it wasn't like she was just immediately really good at fighting shadows. It was like, I blocked the sword. Fuck. I'm an idiot. (laughs) Gotta keep going. And I also really appreciated the Shadow King surprise. Oh, yeah. When he was like, hey. What's happening? You know, you know. Yeah, because he talked to her. Because he talked to her. And then Mm -hmm. also that whole thing was dope. All right. I think we're actually understating this chapter because like the runes are like glowing red. And yep. like they know something's happening and they're like, oh my god, it's gotta be a Shadow King. Like if this is mm-hmm. the Shadow could like if Shadow King can do this, like shit, like we're fucked. And you know, the whole time like the citadel that they're in, the Hall of the Stewards is glowing red from these ruins basically being broken. Mm-hmm. And it really like sets up, you know, Violet in her mind being like, Justice fought just the shadow. Right. And he got dicked. Yeah. I'm going to fight a Shadow, shadow King. King. That is going to force its way into the castle. Mm-hmm. And I like how she's like the mindset of the other stewards who are like locking the doors. And she's like, yeah, like obviously they didn't realize that locking the door mattered, but if it buys any amount of time, we're going to do it. And that's where our, our boy um, Copernicus and Elizabeth <laughs> start to leave and head to, I'm not sure where. So I think we'll yeah, find out. Really, yeah. Too. Because I don't know, like, how far did they actually get? Because obviously Violet killed the killed the yeah, shadow. Yeah, it's going to be so. awkward. And Violet's like, where the fuck you at? Like, drop me the location. Drop me right. the line. <laughs> drop me a pen. Yeah, drop me a pen, please. And so that, we're, there's this huge buildup to the fight. She locks the two blue stewards into the basically the same room that they were in before. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's go time. Let's go. I will say, 
what's her face elizabeth did when some points when sarah is like having that like mental breakdown and she's like sitting there like screaming <laughs> and elizabeth takes her time to go find a fucking stool pull yeah. it up next to sarah stand on the stool slap her it's like hey shut up shut up yeah i i do think that she's gonna be an interesting character i just hope she's just gotta be really well written yeah and moments like that make it so it's like pretty it's pretty comical but also like if this goes well for sarah i mean not sarah for the stewards elizabeth will be their leader and they will be following her and Mm -hmm. they're gonna have a badass lion and a guy that's like i don't really give a fuck anymore right so I think they're gonna be pretty strong. Yep. But obviously, so so they go, they they leave Violet to deal with the Shadow King. And I thought it was pretty cool to learn that the Shadow Kings have intelligence. Obviously, we heard them talking to Will a chapter earlier, but I was like, is this just like some dark king connection? You know, like sort of like how, you know, when we'll reference, I guess, Lord of the Rings, um, the ring race can't really talk, but they can talk to Sauron, you know. Right. So. So like, is it like one of those things? But then, you know, he's like, you're a lion. I'm a shadow king. What are we doing here? Right. And Violet's like, no, we're, you're going down. And he's like, okay, it's on. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And also like, I really wasn't, I don't know what I was expecting. Like, like, yeah, a, I didn't expect them to like be sentient, sentient, however you say that word. Yeah. Sentient. But also, I don't, I think I just like in my head, imagined them as like literally just this formless shadow, like just kind of like darkness. I just kind of floated over things and like killed them. But yeah, like he has this, it sounds like he has a, like he looks like a human just as a shadow and he has a sword. Which... Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of formed an image that kind of combined in like Nocturne from League of Legends and like a dude. Oh yeah. It's uh, like Nocturne and yeah. Nocturne and one of the ring race. That's what, <laughs> that's what the yeah. shadow Kings are. That's, that's pretty much what I got. And I was like, I was like, that's that's was what I was picturing, and mm-hmm. just like a kind of like a bigger version of what a normal shadow would be. I, I think that like if it, this scene was ever animated, it would look really fucking sick. Oh my god, yeah, that this would make yeah. such a good. It's always hard with like fantasy books to tell if they would make better movies or better like shows. TV shows. Yeah, I think this would be a great TV show. Yes, I I think if it was a movie. It would really it'd have to be a long movie and you'd have to leave a lot of stuff out. And yeah. And then I think like the really cool thing about the way she wrote it is like a lot of things are intentional. And I think if you leave any of those out, you're like, what the fuck just happened? Right. I think it'd be a good TV show. Maybe Amazon prime will pick it up. Who knows? Please. Amazon prime or HBO yeah. max. One of you guys. I feel like HBO max is willing to risk it for a biscuit. Hulu, you guys don't have anything going on. You guys do it. Yeah, no. Uh, Hulu needs some fantasy. Hulu needs some. Yeah, they don't really have any fantasy shows, do they? Uh, I don't think I know. so. Yeah. Not on top of my head. I mean, they obviously have a huge selection of like animation and stuff, but who doesn't in this day and age? All right, but back to the book. Back to the book. As we kind of have said, Violet finds the shield in some rubble that she gets pretty much catapulted into. (laughs) Um, Picks it up and starts beating the shit out of the Shadow King. And I I fell in love with the chapter. Violet's been my favorite character. I think that my my statement is the same. Violet is my favorite character. Yeah, I don't... 
I don't know who. I mean, Justice I is out I, of the running now, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I, th- I think mine's Will. I know he like low key does like lied to us for kind of like half the book, but you know, like I feel for him. Like you know, he's kind of on the shitty path where like technically speaking, you know, he's the worst human to ever walk the planet. But like he's we kind of know him as a nice guy. Yeah, he doesn't want to be the shittiest human that's ever walked the planet, but. He's trying. I think that Will's a really good second character. Mm-hmm. I I was really hoping that Will would come more into like the Shadow King role. Like I was hoping he would have like some shadow powers by the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, if my theory was correct, does he really have it? No, he just no. kind of has control of the the objects and the artifacts. Right. Do I think that that's going to be pretty badass? Because I I think he has at the end of the book. So. Obviously, Violet beats the Shadow King. And then Will's just like kind of being a sad boy. He's like, my girlfriend just died. <laughs> um, I don't really know what I'm doing with my life. I'm the Shadow King, and I want to be a good guy. So this is really tough. I, I guess the other thing is like he's been running from the Shadow King's forces his whole life. Right, and, and he never needed to. And he never needed to. Uh, would they have killed him without a doubt? Yeah. 100%. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're at the end. And this is where kind of like a bombshell gets kind of dropped. James shows up. Yeah. And again, just more sexual tension. More sexual tension. And the whole time, like the the monologue from Will is like, I don't want you to end up with me. You know, like I I abused you, like all this stuff. And meanwhile, James is like, you are my fucking savior. Right, and he's and and Will's like at the end of the day, everything is the same. What yep. the hell is happening? But a lot of sexual tension there, and, and yes, just the you know Will, kind of like you said, like he very much knows that he needs to send James away, but like but he, he does not want to. He is pretty much like I'm here for the night, baby. Let's go. We'll worry about that in the morning. You know, good for them. They 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 need that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they they do. I I do think like James being like, oh my god, like you're my savior. Like James is a pretty powerful guy. Yeah. So, I think that just means that the collar was that significant. Yeah. Which the weird sex collar, uh, was a very interesting plot point. I never thought for a second that there would be this idea that he was being controlled. No, yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought maybe like there was some like there was manipulation or something, but I never thought like a collar that basically was like you gonna listen to me. And it kind of makes me wonder like how does the Shadow King make these artifacts, and is Will gonna be able to do it? Yeah, that is a good point. And can he get rid of like the corrupted blade? Like, is Will gonna be the one to get rid of it? Right. Um. So I think. As far as the book goes, I thought it was great. Amazing. 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 I definitely wasn't prepared for how it goes. I think as far as like a young adult dark fantasy book, this thing goes above and beyond like what it can, what it should deliver. Yes. Five Um, stars rated on good read. Yep. Five stars on good read. I'm going to have to add a review. I think that the book totally delivered. I was very thrilled by the characters in the world building and I'm kind of pissed that it's over. I know. And we don't have to wait that long of a time, but it's, it, it's still a long time. It's enough. I mean, yeah, 
me look at how many months this is. If it for lucky and it comes out in October, it's seven months away. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it's like a September release. Maybe that's like an Australian thing. Who knows? Let me let me see when it got released because maybe if it was fall. But yes, I would like to tell C.S. Picot that this is an amazing book. Yes, shout out to you, C.S. Picot. I, I really hope we're saying your last name right. I know I'm going to be really bad. I I actually checked her Instagram to see if she was ever saying it. And she, I, nothing I looked at did. So yeah, so Dark Rise got released September 28th. So maybe Dark Rise 2 will get released in September. Yeah, that makes, yeah. So that would be nice. But yeah, uh, definitely five stars. If you haven't fucking read this book and you listen to this, I still think you should read it. You should read it. I, I mean, as far as like books go, like I've been reading a bunch and... Obviously, like I mentioned, Liza Lacklamora. This one totally stole the limelight from it for a month, it seems like. Um, oh, yeah. Where I was just like, I just want to read this book. And then we made our podcast about it. And I was just so... It, it was the perfect first book for this. Yes. And I'm hoping that it is a favorite book for other people, if anybody ever listens to this. <laughs> they will. We're going to be famous. We're going to be famous, bitches. <laughs> So this is going to bring us to uh, the next part of our episode, where if you've done your homework, you have put... I did my homework. You have put your book... I made a recommendations folder. Oh, okay. I didn't do that. In our our share file. And we're going to go pick. Okay, okay. Uh, you, You go first. All right, so... I've been really wanting to do a book by Jay Kristoff. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Mm -mm. but so he just created a new one called empire of the vampire empire of the vampire. That's that. Sorry. My mind like fucking froze there for a second. A lot of ires. Um, so that was one of the books that I, I want to throw in the running. Okay. The other one is Kings of the wild by Nicholas Ames. Mm -hmm. And then my third one is a master of the gin, a novel. It's part of the dead to gin universe. And, I'm going to fuck this dude's name up, but, but it's by P. Gigeli Clark. And so those are my three that I think we should do. Okay. I've seen, I've seen Kings of the Wild. I've seen that pop up and I've seen Master of Dijin. Yeah. We got, we need to learn how to say that. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I got, well, do you want to read, do you have like, like I have the summary, you know, the, the summary. Oh up from yeah. The you can do you want to? Yeah. 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 You can do okay, that. Okay. I'll, I'll pull up my books. Okay. So uh, uh, my first book is uh, The Shadow of the Gods by John Gwyn. I don't know how to say his last name. I can't these authors have normal last names. That looks dope. 4.3 stars on Goodreads. Oh. Um, and all right, here we go. After the gods warred and drove themselves to extinction, the cataclysm of their fall shattered the land of Vigrio. Now in a new world. Now a new world is rising where power-hungry Jarls field and monsters stalk the woods and mountains, a world where the bones of the dead gods still hold great power for those brave or desperate enough to seek them out. Now, as whispers of war echoes across the mountains and fjords, fate follows in the footsteps of three people, a huntress on a dangerous quest, a noble woman who has rejected privilege in pursuit of battle fame, and a thrall who seeks vengeance among the famed mercenaries known as the Bloodsworn. Oh, shit. That sounds right. pretty dope. So that's one. Okay. And then next one is uh, Gardens of the Moon by Steven Erickson, normal name. And this is the 
Malazan Empire simmers with discontent, bled dry by interminable warfare, bitter infighting, and bloody confrontations with the formidable and dominant rake in his Tisti and Andy, ancient and implacable sorcerers. Even the Imperial Legions, long injured to the long endured to the bloodshed, yearn for some respite. Yet Empress Lacine's rule remains absolute, enforced by her dread claw assassins. Oh, that's cool. For Sergeant Whiskey Check and his <laughs> and his squad of bridge burners, and for Tater Sail, the surviving cad mage. Yeah, oh, that's a lot going on. I don't like yeah. that one. Take it out okay. of contention. A lot of take it out. Guards of the Moon. You, you're back. You confuse me. We've judged a book by its cover, and we're good. Then you'll lose. Uh, and then we got the fifth season. Oh, by, by N.K. Jemison. N.K. Jemison. Do you know that? I've been I've been interested in this book. Mm-hmm. It says this is the way the world ends again. Three terrible things happen in a single day. A son, a woman living an ordinary life in a small town, comes home to find that her husband has brutally murdered their son and kidnapped their daughter. Meanwhile, Mighty Sands, the world-spanning empire whose innovations have been civilization's bedrock for a thousand years, collapses as most of its citizens are murdered to to serve a madman's vengeance. And worst of all, across the heart of the vast continent known as the Stillness, a great red rift has been torn into the heart of the earth, spewing ash enough to darken the sky for years or centuries. Now a son must pursue the wreckage of her family through a deadly dying land without sunlight, clean water, or arable land, and with limited stockpiles of supplies. There will be war all across the stillness, a battle royale of nations, not for power or territory, but simply for the basic resources necessary to get through the long, dark night. A son does not care if the world falls apart around her. She'll break it herself if she must to save her daughter. Oh, that's pretty badass. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right, cool. Well, I guess I'll continue the trend. So, Empire of the Vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it has been 27 long years since the last sunrise. For nearly three decades, vampires have waged war against humanity, building their eternal empire even as they tear down our own. Now only a few tiny sparks of light endure in a sea of darkness. Gabriel de Lyon is a silver saint, a member of Holy Brotherhood dedicated to defending the realm and church from the creatures of the night. But even the Silver Order could not stem the tide once daylight failed us, and now only Gabriel remains. Imprisoned by the very monsters he vowed to destroy, the last Silver Saint is forced to tell his story. A story of legendary battles and forbidden love, of faith lost and friendships won, of the wars of the blood and the forever king, and the quest for humanity's last remaining hope, the Holy Grail. That sounds kind of dope. I like that, um... Like the perspective of that. I feel like it's kind of got like the interview of a vampire, but like <laughs> but vibes, more serious. <laughs> but like way more serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a four point four four on Goodreads. Oh wow! I think that's that's higher than yeah four point three four point three. Okay. So Kings of the Wild is next. Me. And that one is four point two nine. And Clay Cooper and his band were once, once, were once the best of the best, the meanest, dirtiest, most feared crew of mercenaries decided the heart wild. Their glory days long past, the mercs have grown apart and grown old, fat, drunk, or a combination of the three. 
An ex-bandit mate turns up at Clay's door with a plea for help. His daughter Rose is trapped in a city besieged by an enemy 100,000 strong and hungry for blood. Rescuing Rose is the kind of mission that only the very brave or the very stupid would sign up for. <laughs> it's time to get the band back together for one last tour across the wild. Okay, that sounds dope. That like, sounds like, fun. I feel like, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be funny. Um, yeah. I like the like idea that there's like some uh, washed up yes. <laughs> soldiers going at it. Uh, and then okay. I really like that. Sounds real appealing. Master of the next one, whatever. Yeah. Oh, that is not the right place. Um, Goodreads. I love that website. Yeah, me too. I don't know when that came a thing. A master of gin is, I think, how it's actually produced. Pronounced. Produced. Cairo, 1912. So, fuck. Fatma El Shawari is the youngest woman working for the Ministry of Alchemy, enchantments, and supernatural entities. She's certainly not a rookie, especially after preventing the destruction of the universe last summer. So when someone murders a secret brotherhood dedicated to one of the most famous men in history, Al-Jahiz, Agent Fatma is called onto the case. Al-Jahiz transformed the world 50 years ago when he opened up the veil between the magical and mundane realms before vanishing into the unknown. This murderer claims to be Al-Jahiz, Return to condemn the modern age of its social oppressions. Side note, if it's like Yahiz, I'm going to be pissed because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to continue to say the J. His dangerous magical abilities instigate unrest in the streets of Cairo that threaten to spill over the global stage. Alongside her ministry colleagues and her clever girlfriend, Sati, Agent Fatma must unravel the mystery behind the imposter to restore peace to the city or face the possibility he could be exactly who he seems. So I, I think Kings of the Wild... Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm saying Kings, locking it in. Kings of the Wild. All right, Kings of the Wild. Um, that will be the next book we do. Four point three nine on Goodreads. Let's see if it if it uh, if it works. Yep. So yeah, join us next time. Kings of the Wild by Nicholas Ames. Love you guys. You're all beautiful. Yes, we probably should get a catchphrase, but we don't have one yet. So keep reading and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Keep listening. That, that's our little that's our little tease for you. Yeah, keep reading. Yeah, you want to go play Xbox? You're <laughs>